as human beings, we're so intelligent. We literally have a thought and then we use our intellectual faculties to support that thought. So if your thought is negative, you'll find a way to support. I told you the world's crap. If you're positive, you'll, you'll find a way. You know, you'll find a penny on the floor and have a dance around it. You do have to face the shit when it comes. I mean, you can't just go, that's not there, it's all good. You can't grow anything without shit. Laughing out loud and sharing space with two of my favorite humans on an Instagram Live this week was so much fun. Ify Thomas, whose cool British accent and exorbitant positivity platform was paired with Josette Taxic, whose platform of self-healing and curing herself from RA and having an insane following of Zuba enthusiasts in Santa Barbara, California, made for an afternoon chat on how mental health is so connected to dance, body, mind, validation, going through your own shit, and how that shit can be the source of strength and an opportunity. It's all how you spin it. Of course, as Josette said, having a beautiful heart and caring for others is the magic that's in all of us. Thanks, Ify and Josette, and I can't wait to do this again. Maybe next time with Oprah. We'll keep manifesting. Well, actually, Ify and I are gonna keep manifesting and wearing our awesome, cool, amazing hats. Hey everyone, this is Helene and this is coming from my heart. Thanks so much for everyone for checking out our Instagram lives and following us on a continuous basis. Um, I definitely had a blast in Chicago at the Bean and um, just so excited to keep sharing all these Instagram lives with different places that I keep going. Nashville was awesome. Thanks so much for you know your comments about my hat. I do love wearing my hat. It's just my new, my new gig, my new look for the fall. And also just wanted to tell you guys out there that we are gonna be continuing with the food lifestyle and culture. We've had a great response with that this summer. So we're gonna just bring that right into September. Just meeting new friends, um, bringing them onto Instagram Live. We're definitely gonna be talking to Harry and Beans again. We're gonna follow him to the farm, follow him to wherever he's going. And uh, also wanted to mention, we're gonna be launching some new platforms. We're excited to have a great lineup of um, different guests, which I'm not gonna totally give everything away because I want you guys to just, you know, have some essence of surprise, but we're definitely gonna have a really pretty, well, I'd say he's actually quite famous. He's a, a great friend of mine and I'm not gonna give you his name. I'll give a teaser that he was the main guitarist with David Bowie. So I'm not exactly sure when he's coming on, possibly the end of September into October, but we're going to explode and do some things with music and of course how music is so connected to our mental health. Anyway, so at this point, you guys all know what to do. I need you to sit back. I need you to relax. And I just want you to enjoy these powerhouse women, my really great friends, Ify and Josette. Nice to see you too. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Busy, busy. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. And sorry for my 5,000 million messages. <laughs> I am annoying. I know I'm you're, annoying. No, yeah, no, I, you're awesome. Are you kidding? 
No. Um, how was Nashville? Are you still there? No, I'm back. I literally got back last late last night and I got my hat, so I have to wear my hat. So tell me quickly about you. You're busy. I can tell you that, no, everything's great. Everything's good. It's kind of crazy right now, but. Yeah, 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 I know. I see, I see all the stuff that you're up to. So, Hi. I need a hat. I'll be right back. She's gonna go get a hat. Oh my god. How? Oh my gosh. How, how are you? Oh, I have missed you. I have missed your energy. It has been a whirlwind, literally. Thank you for organizing this. And I thought, it's not cold here, but I just bought this jacket today. And I thought, it's got a little bit of a zhuzh to it. Well, you. Yes! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. I love it. Love it. Well, <laughs> let me explain this to you, girls. Being that I just got back from Nashville, you know, I was telling you guys, you know, I was in Nashville, I just dropped Presley off from, you know, to Indiana, and all I have to say is, it's tough to be a parent, and it's really tough to be a mom, because my mental health is a little shifted right now. I've been zenning at the water, sending your kid, your baby off to college and he's probably like mortified if he comes onto this Instagram live and it's like, oh my God, mom, please shut up. Is that a piece of my heart is definitely in Indiana right now. Yeah, mm. it's, um, it's hard. To some friends, okay? Because we're talking about mom stuff and dancing. And yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> so I, we did up a little bit of a tour. We were in Indiana, we were in Chicago, we were in Dallas. And now I got back late last night and I am super excited. Well, I got the hat because I know that Ify, and of course, Josette, you are like this, a, a horse person. So I love your hat. And mm -hmm. I used to wear hats. Like, I did wear hats at one point in my life. But Ify, you always have these, like, just digs. It's like cool stuff going on. And I love like, a hat. I love a hat. Um, yeah, I love, I love a hat. I think it, like gives you this little bit of an oomph, you know? And it's Wednesday, and most people call it Hump Wednesday, but well, I call it Oomph Wednesday. Wearing my glasses, <laughs> which I literally thought, how cool am I walking out of the store wearing this whole thing? And Alexandra said, I look like a celebrity, and I was like, cool, that's cool, whatever. <laughs> anyway, not really, but let's get started. So, you guys, when we talked back in may and we did the collaboration on dance and we spoke about mental health and that was just an incredible conversation and thank you guys tremendously a lot from my heart alexandra's heart that you participated and i still get so many people who hop on with dms or slide into dms and email me and say thank you so much because they continue to listen to that webinar and going forward into the fall Coming from the heart is about mental health 12 months, not not just the one month. And we're going to just keep airing all this great content over and over, spicing it up a little bit here and there. But there was so much great stuff that came out of it. And I'm just honored to have had you both. So thank you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. And Ify, like, I know, what do you, what do you want to chat about, Ify? Like, tell me, what is up with you? How are um, you? What is I'm really, really well, in fact. I am just stepping into my light, and um, I'm loving it. You know, it's the summer holidays, so I've got the children juggling everything. So you know you know what it's like being a mum, trying to do it all at once. And um, 
yeah, I'm just, I'm just feeling blessed. I really am. I'm, I've had a fantastic day today. And um, coming on this call with you, I know we're going to be talking about really great stuff. And I suppose for me, because I trained as a dancer, we're talking about dance and performance, right? My whole life was literally wrapped around performing and dancing and singing and being on stage. And then when that ended for me, I just, I felt like I'd never get that buzz back. Never. But I got it back. I got it back. And I think what I'd love to talk about today is about finding your, the thing that makes your heart sing. Find the thing that makes you feel the most connected to who you are. And sometimes it might show up in one form, but I love the fact that I've been able to transfer my love yeah. for dancing and performing into doing what I do now, which is um, helping other people share their stories, being able to be behind the scenes. Because sometimes I always wanted to be in the front, but I actually really enjoy being in the back. I love being behind the scenes, helping people get their stories out there and promoting who they are and... I think when you work, one of the wet ladies that I'm working with now, she has an army of women that she's supporting. So for me, me helping her create her story means that she can support, inspire, and empower hundreds, if not, well, her goal is to um, help a million women. So yeah. just by, so that's what I love about it. So I, I believe movement, I mean, if you were saying that so eloquently, is you have this incredible unbelievable career in the dance world and you did and you did as well Josette and I find that like these these powerhouses of people in Asia as well and had this this track that you thought maybe you were going to go on like this is what you were going to be doing and then life puts you in in a different place and I believe that movement and dance and I've learned so much from both of you in my own journey I mean I'm going to start crying because I'm a little bit emotional today so just you know I'll get the Kleenex out in a minute in the minute excuse me but like my conversations with both of you and, and with Asia too has made me feel like um, the journey that I was going on before I was on, you know, doing the podcast and doing these Instagram lives and making movement and making meditation a part of my life has so defined me. So I want to just thank you, you know, because in my small little world of, of my movement, I dance every day to Dua Lipa. I mean, one day I feel like, I say to Alexandra, I want her to open for me when I'm doing some huge venue. That's my aspiration because I have a singing background as well. And just like her music just connects to my soul. Like there's something about the movement and the dance. And clearly I am not a dancer like either of you or Asia or Alexandra. I sing that. How's it so clear? I've never seen you do a move. <gasps> And everyone can dance. Everyone, everyone can dance. Dance to the beat of your own drum. That's what yeah. it That's is. Amen. Yeah, I just Amen. and I, I was dancing in all the hotel rooms wherever I was on my like vacation. You know, it was so weird to be away post COVID. And I would have it cranked up in the mood in you know wherever I was. And I would I often would say to Alexandra, you know, Iffy and Josette are my freaking inspiration. Like they have inspired me to move my body because after I had vertigo, I was so, I'll just say it, I was really fucked up and mm -hmm. I was really fucked up and I didn't really think I could move my body or I could get out there and do what I'm doing right now. And when I have my really crappy moments, cause we all go through our really crappy moments, I just put the music on and I start moving my body again. And I try to put myself into that world. So thank you ladies. You're absolutely welcome. And do you know what? After hearing Josette's story, whew, I can't wait for you to share like what you, where you have been on your journey is just 
breathtaking. I, I can't, I, I, it's just amazing. I'd love to know more about like how you, how you dealt with, sorry, I'm asking questions. Do you mind if I ask? It's not a podcast. This is a, I am drinking my, my I love you. God, I love you. I don't drink, but I, my Gatorade, like I'm just, I'm going to go to the beach after I talk to you guys. Sorry, I was just thinking. This is not a podcast. This is just, I'm hanging out with my girls. That's it. Okay, cool. Well, then the thing, after we had that that podcast with you and Josette, you shared, it. Your, it you, your words were left with me, lingering with me. And when Helene said we were going to have a conversation, I was like, fantastic, because there were so many things I wanted to know about you and how you went from a school like Juilliard and getting it into one of the best schools and and then then what happened how for anyone listening because covid took away dance and performance for so many performers it took it away from them but they're getting it back or some of them have uh, pivoted and done something else but i'd love you to like share your journey to how you how do you get back up when 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 you're when you believe that it's over you've been taken out like how do you do that i want that Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, first you get real clarity because obviously when you're sick and you're on the ground and you can't move and you're in pain or in darkness, whatever, you're not worried about fame or fortune or attention or how many followers you have. You don't give a rat's ass. You're just thinking, I got to get up off the ground. So there becomes a one pointedness, a clarity of, wait a second, what and we've all been through this with COVID. What's essential? What is really essential? It's more than just food. It's what's essential to the soul. And for me, dance was non-negotiable. Mm, um, mm. And told that you're not going to be able to do that. That's like, I'm sorry. You're giving me the wrong answer. You're giving me the wrong answer. I just need to find the right response. I don't want to hear that you're never going to dance again. I want to hear what I'm capable of. So um, it's a total shift in perspective, but somehow, and you know this, Ify, somehow when we dance, we work it all, it all gets worked out. There's an alignment in that zone where mm. you can be in a space where you can go, anything's possible. Anything's possible. Yes. And that's, totally that's, the, that's the key that I want to leave with is that this it's not just that it's possible because then, okay, everybody, healing a disease is possible. Healing a disease is possible. It's possible because I'm here, standing here, and there's a lot of other people like me. So that just should, you know, put in the realm of what's possible. What are well, you just go set back into what like you is like? Because some people in here don't know your story. They have no, no idea. No. Yeah. <laughs> You if you're on the podcast with you. When when I get over the pond over to visit you, we are gonna have one badass groove session together. Um, I cannot wait. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, really quick. I was diagnosed with advanced rheumatoid arthritis uh, eleven and ten and a half years ago and was told that I would be not able to move for much longer. It was so severe, my numbers were so high, there was no cure. I was told that I needed to have, I had a whole list of drugs um, that was purportedly safe, but when I did my research, they were pretty damaging. Um, and I just decided to, even after seven or eight specialists who all told me that there was no other way, 
I chose to go a natural way and to block out all negativity, change my diet, change my mind, and start coming from my heart. <laughs> Imagine that. Love that. From your heart. Live from your heart. Live from uh, a space where it doesn't matter what anybody else is saying or doing because there was a lot of people, especially at that time. I'm a mom. So there's a lot of people like, what are you doing? Just do what the doctors tell you to do. What's wrong with you? And I'm like, I have to take this path. And if nobody's traveled this path before, I, I still have to take this path. It's my life, my journey, and how I show up for it is, uh, is everything. And, low, wow. and I didn't know. I didn't know I was going to heal. I just knew I needed to try. But the fact Could that we I... Could you get all then? So, oh, sorry, I'll just ask one question, then I will shut up because I'm just so interested. Oh my God, I, no, I, I love it. I'm, I love hanging out. <laughs> oh, thank you, Helene. Well, what I wanted to ask Jay Set was, you were told by all the doctors, nine doctors, in fact, that you needed to follow this course of action, otherwise you wouldn't be able to ever move again. Yeah, but yeah. you read the you read the read up on it, recognized that a lot of the side effects were probably damaging. Where did you get the strength to know, I'm going to, you risked it. You risked nine people. Where did that come from? Oh, coming from the heart. Where did it come from to say, I know intellectually that these people know what they're talking about, but I feel that I'm going to go the other way and I might end up becoming what they say. Where do, Where's the line between getting that, where do you get that that power from to just just do the opposite? It's yeah. called love. It's called my son. My son deserved. I felt that I was at a pivotal shift where I needed to either prove that we have the capacity and the power inside of us to do the things that we imagine we can do or we just fall on our knees at the mercy of these damn doctors, sorry, and the diseases that haunt us. Um, so it was, it was literally that bad. It was, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do everything I can to show myself and my son that we are much more than they tell us we are because I feel in my heart that we are. And, um, that that's where it came from it it was not intellectual at all it was 100 percent passion crying love i know i'm bigger than this i know we are more than what we are told we are and in fact they declared me a medical miracle a year later and when i when i called and i said well wait a second you guys said this was impossible let's talk about what i did because what i did was simply natural it was it was a shift but it wouldn't like, it's not going to harm anybody to eat more greens. You know what I mean? Mm. Nobody. Not one of those nine doctors would take my call. Nobody would listen to me. Nobody would say, they're just up. Oh, we call you a miracle because it's an act of God and we don't want to hear anymore. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, 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 hear, I hear your words. And then, you know, of course, I heard your words when we were talking and we've had private conversations. And I still... I'm so blown away in everything that you say, Josette, because it's just, and I'm sure if you, you know, I see your face, so I, I know you, I th yeah, feeling the same, is that you so, have 
yeah, you had the balls to do it. You, you, but you had, you know, again, I know how close we are to our children, you know, the three of us, and your children are such a huge component of your life. And you know, I'm going to try to not start crying during this Instagram live. And, yeah, I'm going to try. And I know, and I think back to when, Pres you know, Alexandra was born and when, you know, Presley was born and if you're boys as well, that, you know, you had a good situation, meaning like, I'm, I'm just putting it out there that, you know, you had um, a pregnancy where you, you, you know, you did okay. Obviously you did well, then you had the baby and the baby was born and you have this newborn and you look at this newborn and you want to be that, that mom or that person, that human for this other, for this, to this little human. And when you're told differently, um, for some, I mean, Josette, like I said this to you before, you seem like you, I'm not seen, you are, this powerhouse. I mean, both of you clearly are. I think that's why I so connect to you because I think that we share this, this, this energy, this something that not everybody has. And that's okay if you don't have it, but we clearly, the three of us have it. And so does Asia has this, this strength of, you know what? Great for your ideas, but it's not going <laughs> to work for me. And I'm going to do whatever the hell I need to do because I have this human that I just gave birth to and I want to be with this child and I'm not going to take medication. And I mean, I know during my whole pregnancy, I never took one drug, did anything. And the, if I was in your situation, Josette, I mean, I don't look, who knows what you do in the situation you're at? I mean, I, I hope I would have done your journey. I can't say that I would have, but. That's um, question, isn't it? Isn't that, that's the question. I think that's what's so empowering about your story is that it makes us look at ourselves. If that was me, if I was given that, what would I do? And we like to think, I know, I can't even speak for you, Helene, but I know you. We'd like to think that we would have done that too. But until you're faced with that, until you, you're in that situation, we, I have no idea what I would do. No, like, no. you can talk the talk, you can walk the walk. But when you are faced with, this is your life, you are never going to move ever again. And that's what we say, here are the drugs that might work. And you go, actually, I'm going to do it a different way. I don't, yeah. I'd like to think I'd do that, but I don't think we will know until we're there. And I think that the fact that Josette chose the thing that we'd like to think we would choose, Absolutely. that's what Because you have been faced with a challenge and you, bec you actually become who you always wanted to be. But we haven't had that, and I don't want to have that opportunity. No, thank you. We haven't had that opportunity to, to show ourselves who we are. So who are you now? Mm -hmm. oh, do you feel mm -hmm. like you've got a big, like, S Yeah, you? I do. Yeah. And it's funny because there's, there's actually no ego with it because I know that every single human being has the exact same capacity. So it becomes like I recognize this in all of us. We yeah. are all flipping superheroes, but yeah. I really, especially... Yeah. Now I kind of want to shake everybody and go, you wake you, up. So wake up. Yes. You've yeah. got so much inside of you. And for yeah. me, dancing lines me up. I get yeah. so up. And I know if he probably for you too, I can't talk for you, but it lines us up with that space inside of us that is capable of knowing, holy crap, we're not as small as they made us yeah. feel. And if yes. I, and that's kind of, if I can heal an incurable disease, yes. what else do you do? 
And I'm not the anomaly. Anybody yeah. can do it. That's what, I mean, all the doctors are like, misinformation, you know? I mean, yeah. when I came out and said I healed a disease, I had, I posted something on Facebook, I think like four <laughs> years ago, and I never did it again because there were about 80 people that said, you quack, mm. stop leading people. You're hurting people. So, and I'm like, wow, instead of people mm -hmm. going, this is possible. They're so programmed to think that our Lord and Savior, our health and wellness industry is going to, it's not really a wellness, mm -hmm. the health industry. It's not really a health industry. It's a sick care industry um, are the only ones who can say what we can and cannot do. And whenever I feel like that, when what you just said about people thinking, I have to, I've, I've literally memorized it because I've watched the video so much. The Steve Jobs, here's to the crazy ones, the rap, mm -hmm. you know, here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the mm -hmm. troublemakers, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules. You, yeah. They don't status quo. You can, what's it? You can glorify them. You can vilify them. The, you can, the only thing you can't do is ignore them because the ones yeah. who believe they can change the world, the ones who are crazy enough to believe they can change the world are the are ones who Now yeah. that, is what I read back every time someone goes, woo-woo, you and your yeah. woo-woo positivity stuff. I'm like, what? Yeah, and for me, again, I didn't heal a disease for anybody else's approval. I, I really don't care what anybody, I did it for me, and I'm standing in my shoes, and I can look in the mirror and go, hey, wait a second, we're super powerful, and I just wish other people knew, but you can lead a horse to water, so to speak. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. even though that super powerful thing, that that um, that Marianne, that that quote about we're more powerful than we than we, um, what's her name, Marianne Williams. Marianne, um, yeah. No, we're, our greatest fear is that we are as powerful as we know, <laughs> and that you just you're a living representation that you as can. Let's 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 turn the mirror back on you, sweetheart. You are as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, 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 I think I am, but I'm, I've not hit, I've not been in a situation where I've been told that my body will never move again and then mm -hmm. and then get it to move you know I, I'm let's let's look at this really how it is you know I've not been faced at death's door yet I've not had someone knocking and saying everything's been taken away from you so I think it's so easy to wave the white flag and be the but until you've experienced mm -hmm. like full-on mirror in front of you this is a map i we i'd like to i'd like to believe that we all have it in us we've all got the stuffing in us to give it a right hook and knock it out and say i'm not done yet <laughs> i'm well, not and done that, yet and that's yeah. it i mean it's extremely powerful <clears throat> to be able excuse me <clears throat> to be able to stand up now and just go they were all wrong they're all wrong what else were they wrong about what else can we do um, yeah. that yeah. all this do? I think for, for me, like when I hear both, you know, hear both of you speaking, I feel like, you know, when I was going through my dark abyss, obviously born the podcast after, and I, I, God, I wish I knew you then. And, and because like not knowing what journey or knowing that I should believe in myself and believe in my body and go into my different doctors of what was going on with me to try to heal my, you know, to just heal in general. And I think what it is, and maybe you both can comment on it, is that when you're going through that extreme of whatever people are going on, out, whatever people are going through there, out there who are listening in, is 
how, how do you just like, how do you get on the path to believe in yourself? Because you don't have control. And when I was going through my, my own stuff, it's easy to look back and reflect. That's what I just wanted to mention in this conversation. It's always like, you know, yeah, because now you're on the other side. And, and I'm not saying it's easier, but it's, it is easier in a lot of ways. But when you're in that insanity, and I was in insanity, and, and Alexandra was my support person, and so forth, um, you know, for people who are going through so many different things, whether it's disease or whatever it is, how do you, how do you, like, what, what do you do? Like, how do you get on the right path? I don't even know if I'm making sense, no, but. I can answer, because I'm like, oh, desperate to answer this. How do you get on the right path when you're in the mix of it? Well, one of the first things that I, I say to myself, and I, I learned this, I, I think it was from Brian Tracy, seems I'm a big fan. And I say to myself, the universe is conspiring for you to succeed if me. This, everything that you are experiencing is happening to prepare you for something that's going to happen. It's either to teach you something or prepare you for something. And if it's something that's really hard that's happening in my life, I know that there's something big coming and I'm gonna need to have that strength. So I, I every time something happens to me, whatever it is, I think this is, this is awful, <laughs> but mm. this is, preparing me for something. This is building me up ready because the universe is conspiring for me because I'm unstoppable. Like I, I say to myself, I am unstoppable. I am unstoppable. But these things are helping me and carving me and, 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 and chiseling me so that mm -hmm. I can break through to become all that I'm supposed to be. Like you cannot become that vision of what you have of yourself without experiencing, you know, like they say diamonds need pressure to, to become diamonds because they look like rocks. Well, I always think this is, the, this is just the, the part of me being shaped into who I need to be. I think I wouldn't have written my book without the track, like the, the pain in my life. I wouldn't have created any of my products if right. my son no. wasn't autistic. So right. I just feel like every time life throws a curveball at me, it's because, it, because it's trying to get me to prepare for what's coming. Now, gosh, whatever's coming must be blooming huge, like what we go through. But isn't it great to wake up and think, I know that I'm unstoppable and that I'm here to do great things. Like, I'm supposed to be here and I am contributing to this world. And everything that happens to me is making me a better person. Because if you take it like that, then you don't go, oh, poor me, my life's so awful. And the way that you respond to things is much different. You know, and obviously at the time it's painful, but if you have that belief that it's meant to happen this way, this is the only way it's supposed to happen, mm -hmm. then you embrace it a bit more. You're like, yeah, this thing a little bit, but gosh, I can't wait till I, till I use this for my, my next book or my next talk or, you know, or the next thing that I'm doing. You're like, mm -hmm. for me, I told you in my, in my interview with you, my, the first time I experienced death was when my dog died. My dog I had when I was 14 years old. Yeah, I was 14 years old, we got this dog, and this dog stayed, it lived until it was about, I think maybe like 17. Like, it lived a long time. So the first time I experienced any death, any death in my life, was when my dog died, and I was 28. And I was absolutely devastated. I had to take the day off work, the week off work, I couldn't stop crying, I couldn't comprehend how something could leave me. And that was so painful. Now, when my mum passed away, uh, when I was 30, 34, so, yeah, 34, my mum passed away. If my dog hadn't have died, 
wow, I don't know if I'd have come back. Because I, but if, if the first time I experienced death, loss, losing someone was with my mum, I don't know if I'd have been, if I'd still be here or if I'd be the same person. But because I'd experienced it from my dog, not that my dog and my mum are this, but I've experienced a snippet of it, it, I think it helped me. It, 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 it softened the blow. It helped my brain process it. Because there's something really strange of the th thought of losing somebody, like l somebody leaving the earth and not being here. Like just, just that process of understanding someone going and not coming back. That's a really hard thing to, for, for me to process, or for many people. So it's hard to understand it. It's like you have this whole immortality moment, don't you, where you think, God, I'm not here forever, you know? So um, no. that, if my dog didn't die, which was probably the, the worst thing that happened to me up until the age of 20, 28, my dog didn't die when I was 28. I don't know how to cope when my mum died when I was 34. So, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I love what you said because I even get to the point now when all the everything's crumbling down around me. I go, yes, because <laughs> the upside of this, this is really shitty and I'm going to explode from the stress. But damn it, I'm so <laughs> excited for where this is. I love that. I love that. I love that. I'm like, I knew how sweet coming from the heart was going to be because I didn't even know that this is even something that it was going to be when I was going through my own shit. You know what I'm saying? And like dealing. But I kept saying to Alexandra at the time, like, you know, this experience, like, you know, losing, you know, leaving job and, and all the stuff I went through, ha there has to be something. And she's just, get your voice out there. Get your voice out there, mom. Something's going to happen. Something's going to evolve. And then meeting these incredible people, of course, on my journey, and you, obviously, as I say to both of you, is just illuminates me. I feel like I've risen. And I just, you know, this conversation that we're having right now, I'm hoping that people can connect to this. If they are in this bliss, this, this, this dark abyss of shit, and they can say, God, what I'm going through is going to be this powerhouse on the other side. But see, people, just, they don't get it or they think that it's bullshit that you're telling them about positivity and universe and all this other stuff. And it's hard to make people believe this stuff if That's they really are not into that. Yeah. But I was going to say, well, first of all, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your, your shit. We wouldn't, even, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. This has all come because of that. But what you yep. said about other people, people believe what they see and they see what they believe. So they, they believe what they see and they see what they believe. And that's the loop. It is. <laughs> so if we do what Josette does when we're in, yes, I mean so much shit. I wonder what's going to be hey. on the other side. Woo, woo, woo. It's going to be amazing. Oh. We'll, oh. Every time that good happens, we'll be like, yep. That's it. But if we're like, this is awful, this is horrible, the, you, the world is against me, my life is crap, then every time you go outside, you go, it's raining because life is shit. That person just gave me a dirty look because you would literally just look for things to support your negative idea. Because the thing is, as human beings, we're so intelligent, we literally have a thought and then we use our intellectual faculties to support that thought. So if your thought is negative, you'll find a way to support. I told you the world's crap. 
if you're positive, you'll, you'll find a way. You know, you'll find a penny on the floor and have a dance around it. You know, yeah. do a rain dance. You also have to, sorry to interrupt, but you have to be, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm, I just put my head in the sand. I mean, I do put my head in the sand a lot of the time, but you do have to face the shit when it comes. I mean, you can't just go, that's not there. It's all good. No, the shit, I see it. Um, sometimes it. I'll cry for days about it, but I know yeah. deep inside that yeah. it's like, like if he said, it's, it's, fine-tuning me it's carving oh, you need shit. on next level you can't grow anything without shit because i live in the village i said shit so i live in a village literally and there's a season where it just stinks of shit but it just literally does we're like we're nearly home <laughs> you can smell it you guys you got a farm you got shit and you, you got can't grow anything Without you can't grow shit. You need the shit to fertilize the shit. Okay, that's the title of your next book, Effie. That's it, right there. You can't grow anything without shit. You can't grow anything. Love it. Bam. You can that put, is a, the, that. put the star around <laughs> that title. You, you know? can't grow anything without shit. So if you want to succeed in anything in your life, you need that's some right. shit happen to you like some big you need some big lumps of (laughs) (laughs) and i I, you know i like what you were saying and josette i was you know curious about this as well i mean if he knows that i have my own little mantra that you know i am strong i am confident i am good sometimes i say i'm fucking good depends on the day i am free and i am me and i every day every day every day I mean, if I know you got your stuff, Josette, is there anything that you, you know, say on a daily basis? I mean, nothing formalized that makes you get out the door? Not no, so it's a, obviously everything that we're talking about is a practice. It, none of this um, shifting into a coming from your heart into a conscious living is right. something that happens because, <laughs> you know, we got, we, we've, like, like if he said, we're all kind of programmed on this. We see what we, you know, yeah. we believe and we see what we believe and da, 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 da. To shift right. from mantras are awesome. I, again, I, I come from love. I come from my heart. And I, I literally ask every morning before I even put a foot out of bed, I wake up, I open my eyes and I go, thank you for another opportunity. Thank oh you. Another flipping opportunity. And how can I show up the best today? And, you know, again, crap happens. People yeah. are, sh- I get, oh, yeah. people are, you know, and especially now where the whole world is in a, in, in like a, a communal shift into we're all in the shit. I mean, we're all <laughs> sitting in the shit together. So, and we the are. shit's getting pretty deep. Um, yeah. yeah. But, no, I don't. I, I just try and come from a space in my heart. And again, my son, who is now 13, um, is still my catalyst. I mean, he he is such a magical child that now he goes out when he's playing with his friends and he starts teaching kids about possibility and about what they can be and that how they don't need to listen. And, and he goes, you know, they're not teaching us about Tesla's um, all his free energy that he knew about and that he, why aren't we learning that in school? Why shouldn't, why aren't 
why like he's asking the right questions and sharing it with his community so i know that wow. my has already kicked it down to him amazing that's and i know iffy with your boys they they rock because of you i mean yeah. they 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 they're the cutest things and they like yeah that one of them did um so one of my sons loves gaming he loves this rocket league thing and he is bloody brilliant for his age and he's been practicing and practicing and practicing and we've had like he started off terrible and he just kept practicing and he loves it and he was in this game and he was playing really well and his brother i said to quincy you know um i've just took taken cuba's food up but i forgot to take a drink up would you mind doing it it's like no problem he's got an american accent don't ask why no problem and then he pulls the um he pulls the black current in his and then he takes it carries it up the stairs to cuba and then I say to him, did Cuba say thank you? He goes, huh, I don't know. So then I follow him back up the stairs and he says, hey, Cuba, you for, um, you were so busy. No, he goes, hey, Cuba, you were so busy. You forgot to say thank you. And Cuba goes, oh, thank you, Quincy. He goes, no problem. And then walks down the stairs. And I was like, the way that they, like, and he looked at his brother, recognized he was busy, didn't say no, he didn't say thank you. He made excuses for why his brother didn't say thank you. He assessed the whole situation. His brother then went, oh, thank you. No problem. Now, what I'm trying to teach them is like how they treat each other. Their, their relationship, my goal is always for them to be best friends, for them to treat each other with respect. And what yeah. I try and create in my house is four things. They feel seen. They feel heard. They feel valued. They feel safe. If I create these these things for them, I feel like this gives them a space to be themselves and to and to be able to step into their greatness. Like my number one priority is for them to be the best versions of themselves, and that means I have to step back. I actually have to step out, step away a bit more, give them space. And I, I see it every day. Quincy came up to me and said, "Mummy, I really want to buy an app for my phone." I said, he goes, it's £2.49. I said, £2.49? I said, it doesn't matter how much it is. Can I ask you a question? Is this going to help you be a better animator? He says, yeah. I said, you can buy it. And I said, because when I said, yeah, he was like, thank you. I said, don't ever worry. The answer is always yes. If it's going to help you be a better animator, you can buy any app you need to help you be better. And I knew I was seeding into him the importance of self-development, personal oh, development. Man investing in the thing that and his face was like i was like yeah whatever you want and and i i like you my children are my catalyst they they teach me how to be a better person they teach me how i want the world to be you know like they say you tell your children stuff but it's actually what they see you do um, and my children see how i'm so polite and kind and friendly to my community wherever i go i know all the people's names in starbucks i know all the people's names in the shops that i go into they, they're like mommy you know everyone yeah, yeah. deliberately go and ask people what their names are i could tell you the, the lady called jade at zz i could tell you about the girl called maggie at starbucks i can tell you about everyone in my direct community i know okay. them because i want them to see that it's about community it's about connection it's about that and and i, I want them to i want us by the time we get around to them, I want the world to be much more connected, not disconnected, connected, like where people really do care for each other, but not because they have to, but because they want to, because they need to, because they know that that's human, that's how the human race survive. 
we have to connect with one another. We have to love one another. Your word love. We have to love one another. But I believe the only way we can love other people is by loving ourselves. You cannot love somebody if you cannot love yourself. You love yourself. And the more you love yourself, the more you can give to everyone else. And that's what I try to instill in my children. Just un unwavering levels of love. <laughs> love. I love. No, I love that. So is that anything? <laughs> so in love with iffy like i'm like oh she's like <laughs> i recognize both of you so much as just soul family because there's so much negativity coming in at us and those of us who are anchored in our knowing we're like eh sorry guys you know everybody's having at it out there and we're here going i'm standing firm in what i know to be true it's a, yeah a 20 or ever girl just wrote before abundance mindset and that's exactly what you're teaching your children but that doesn't happen out in the real world so hopefully we're kind of you know putting that pebble in the water and and making the the the, the little ripples that will affect other people i think we're already doing it because we're showing what just the a taste of what we're all capable of no, I, I absolutely agree. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, my children are grown, but, you know, Alexandra being my partner with the podcast and my son going off to college, and I think if you were giving me some advice because I was feeling sadness before he was going away, and, you know, you create this human, as we all know, and the best gift that they can give is that they can go out into the world and that they can function and be and, and bring greatness to themselves and to the world and be respectful and have morals we, values yeah and you should um, be proud like me me that we are where you are i'm assuming your son is the eldest child of yours yeah so you've you've been there and you're doing it and we're not there yet so to see your son be able to leave your home yeah. go off and oh, yeah. live his dream it's like oh, yeah. it's testimony to you that's i know I, it's amazing that because we all want our children to grow up to be oh, yeah. able to be independent go and oh, yeah. get their dream and you've done it you're kind of like tick yeah 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 it's just you know absolutely absolutely as i say you know it's just the, the it's when you have this close relationship as you both do with your children as miles mine it's that you know I mean, I think, how did Alexandra say this to me today? And I'll just leave it with this, is that with feelings and emotions, I think our society or our culture is always telling us to repress. Bring it back. Don't cry. Suck it up. You know, in relationships, in, in marriages, or whatever's going on in your life, leaving a job, moving somewhere, just suck it up. You know, don't... Put up the stiff lip and no i don't want to do that with my son going off to college i you know i want to cry if i'm feeling sad because i'm human and we had this we do have this incredible relationship and i am lonely now trying to like you know transition my life into another place because now i am you know i hate i hate the word let me let me throw this at you girls empty nest syndrome <laughs> i hate what i was thinking as you were saying i hate that because to me it sounds like a disease syndrome. And like, what the hell is that? To me, empty nest, meaning, okay, so there's no ch no birds in your nest anymore? Because for me, and I'm, I can speak, I mean, I'm speaking for both of you because I feel like I know you well enough to say this, is that your connection to your child 
okay, specifically when you nurture them and you have this relationship from the time they're born, it just goes and transitions into something else. So it's not really like the nest is empty. Yes, maybe because you're not seeing them on a daily basis. And of course, our technology and texting and phone, but you want them to go out and spread those wings and fly. But you but the relationship that you have with them, it's established, it's nurtured, it's there, it's never going to go away. And you it, and I look at that emptiness syndrome word, or I was trying to find someone to come on to talk about this. And all these things that I kept pulling up were very not me, they were very religious. And I'm like, well, that's not gonna work out on this podcast or an Instagram live at all. Cause clearly that is not me at all. I'm very spiritual, but I just wanted someone else's version. If you guys think of anybody, you can throw it my way that could talk a little bit about this. But again, getting away from the word syndrome and getting into transitional moments. And for me, this really kind of like defines a lot what we're talking about now is loving yourself, being an independent person, taking on whatever job or opportunity that you have, both have in your life right now, and with your child, if you if you're lucky enough, as I say this, to have this bond with this child of yours, then it's a transition moment, and it sucks. And yeah, I am crying on and off because I'm in the house, in you know, between my husband being here, and I'm you know, like, what am I going to have for dinner? Is he not going to be with me? But like, but it's okay. Like I'm it's saying to my and you know, you said transitional moments. I'll tell you this thing that I've started doing, which I found to be absolutely wonderful. Oh, well, I love human beings and I also love Starbucks. And at my local train station, there's a Starbucks. So I sometimes go to the Starbucks at my train station, buy my Starbucks, and then just wait on the sidelines, drinking my Starbucks, watching people say goodbye to people. And it just reminds me, like, it's, it's just the most beautiful thing. The other day I saw a granddad wearing a mask and he looks like the granddaughter and she had her bags and he and the, the, the moment the, the the transitional moment like you said where she's just about to leave to go on the train and he's at one side of the gates and she's just going and the hug and the energy between and he's like she's obviously going back to uni or somewhere maybe she's going back to her mum's and she's safe but whatever I don't know what the story is but all I know is I get to see these moments of what mo moments of transition where they transition into this and then they separate and I love watching them looking back and then I love watching because the person who goes on the train has gone but I'm on the other side because I'm not going anywhere I'm just getting my coffee and being people watching and I watch the granddad like walk down the steps and take a deep breath and I think, I want to know what he's thinking. And then he goes and gets in his car and drives off and I think, wow. You know, don't, like just watching, I just, if you want to really experience this, I can't explain, go to your local train station or bus station, get a coffee and just observe the people saying goodbye and the people saying hello. Because also people show up, don't they? And then they're like, hi, I think these are the most magical authentic loving moments you know the moment when they see each other or they're just leaving each other and i think for us as human beings we we really do um overlook the middle part like wow we make a big deal when we're leaving we make a big deal when we're saying hi and then the middle bit is sometimes just Mwah. and i think that's what being present is is maybe every time you're having a conversation knowing 
that you're going to leave at some point and then bring in the same energy that you bring when you first meet them and i try and consistently keep that energy all the way through with that that's kind of what i i want to do because i keep thinking we're going to end this at any point and i don't want there to ever be a lull you know the same energy i had when i came on the podcast is the one i'm trying to consistently yeah. because i don't know when it's going to end and i think if you look at life like that i'm not yep. gonna i'm not gonna fizzle out and numb down and meh. i'm gonna make it count you know and i just remind myself of that mm -hmm. by going to the little starbucks train station and people watching i hope they're not watching now because they'll be like she's oh. i go with a mask on my sunglasses and a hat and a hair in and put a face mask on <laughs> I love that. I love I, you're, I just had thoughts on that before we wrap it. Oh my God. I just know. I think that's such a beautiful thing to leave this with is just savor every moment with all the energy and force of your soul and being fully present in the moment. It's an extraordinary life when you choose to live it that way. And it's really up to every single person to show up um, and to choose that. I'm I no I can't even touch that one. Iffy, thank you. That was beautiful. You guys are both beautiful. And this has been can we do this again? I know you guys are busy, but like we like do this in a couple months. Before you cut off. The last time we I totally like flaked at the last minute. Okay. I need to tell you what happened. So I got a phone call from somebody in Miss O's office. What? Oh. What? Yeah. What? What? You know, we're filming, um, we're filming, she does a show with, well, who's her friend that they do a show with? Gail, Gail, Gail. 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 Her and Gail. I know everything oh, about her. Like, oh, oh, her and Gail want to film at your class on Saturday. What? Lost my mind. I said, I'm sorry, what? It that happening but the roller coaster because I guess some of the film crew one of the film crew got COVID and then they shut everything down and they're like but it's postponed it's not off it's just postponed but it was the morning that we were supposed to speak and I I was like oh my god oh my god like what how do I how she's gonna dance with me she's gonna dance with me and Gail and there's gonna be cameras like wait what so that's where I was um, the last time, and I apologize. I got Professor, huh? the next time, you know, Oprah Winfrey's coming to your studio. <laughs> Send me and Helene a message yeah. so we can get there. Like, oh my like, God. like, like, like plane. I'll meet you, Ify. I will see you in California. I actually have. I have a gift for Oprah. I have a card written out to her with my book and star, and it's wrapped oh up, ready for the moment I meet her. I take it around in my rucksack with me, because I know that one She lives here in Santa Barbara, so she's kind I of a local. I see her. You see her? You see her? Shut the front door. You see her? Yeah, we have a, like a coffee shop up here that she, that. <laughs> it's not a Starbucks, but yes. Uh, she's always I'm coming. in there. If you knew me, if you knew me from my, literally, my number one goal. Wait, let me show you my vision board. Oh me my too. God. Me my too. We're all connected.
You see what I mean? Like, I, I see this all the time. And Alexandra just, you know, rolls her eyes. Yeah. Oh, my God. And do you want to know was something really funny? It never even came into my, like, I never even thought of her. I could care less. I was like, it wasn't until, well, only the only reason that I realized it was a big impact is I was like, oh, this is going to put me in front of a lot of people. Like, that's all oh. I thought of. Because I see her all the time. I didn't really think much about it. But that's really Okay, so I have dreams. I've been dreaming about meeting Oprah, visualizing me meeting Oprah since 2009. I mean, I have visualized. Imagine me, a black, dark-skinned girl, seeing somebody who looks like me having that impact. And her whole thing is raising consciousness. She spent, she spent her whole time on the Oprah show raising consciousness, getting people yep. to see things from different people's points of view. I am like yep. number one fan and I will beat anyone who says that they are more than me. And it's my mission in life just to, but it's not even as a fan girl. I mean, I totally, her and Ian Van Zandt, I feel oh. like I'm I'm going to be working with them one day. I'm putting it over if you're watching. Hi. <laughs> well, okay. Well, let me just uh, my, I, Oprah, my Oprah moment. My Oprah moment or moments is when I was op the Oprah show. Okay, I used to watch Oprah shit show for for a long time on television, and my mom and I would watch it all the time. I mean, I don't even know in the eighties and dating myself forever. And then she was just, you know, she was she was the queen of talk, you know, and she would she would do things that now that so many people do do and have the reading club and 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 her journey and and different guests on and how you know she would take time and speak to you know the guests after not the guests, I'm sorry, the audience afterwards. And actually there's a town in South Jersey that her husband mother stone harbor stone harbor new jersey and means Stedman, her husband Stedman. yeah i know Stedman, yeah. exactly and i don't ride his book by I'm my all the time Stedman. he his book teen kids one he's got an incredible yeah. book. i'm like so oh, I, i'm coming to stage i said to tell me where the newest hotel is near you i'm coming out anyway i was so excited because i found out from this coffee shop that she would go there. But forget that, you're the source, Sosette. So when you know for one second, Ify, I'll see you in California. Yeah. I'll see you. I live yeah, here. It's very small. Where do you live? Message me exactly where you live because I'll be coming and getting a, getting a hotel near and then I'll just spend my two weeks there and I will meet her and I will document me. Like, I'll probably yeah. get arrested for stalking actually. No, that's okay. I will be with you. <laughs> hotel room doing the same thing listen, so. well listen when this manifests let's include all of us in it because i honestly feel like um honestly when you showed me your vision board i felt like i was just the conduit for you uh, i i because it doesn't, it's not that big of a deal for me um and you I, were the conduit for me yeah i think that that's that's it and it's interesting one degrees away you know that one. they say where's degrees away from anybody in the world we're six yeah. degrees away so yeah. i'd worked out where my six degrees were so my good friend um who, who was in a performance show with me 
I was in a show called Pearly here in the UK, and the lady who played one of the characters is a lady called Michael Brown, and she had a big hit out in the 70s, and her daughter's a lady called Sunita, who is very well connected with Simon Cowell. So I was like, right, I'm one, two, three, Michael, Sunita, Simon, Oprah. I'm four away from Oprah. That's been the quote. But now, I'm one away! You're there. I, you know, and I just, I just want to, like, give her a hug. Like, I just want to hug her. Like, you can talk, I'll hug, and I'll just hang out. Because, um, yeah, she definitely got me some through some rough patches growing up and just hearing her. She was speaking to Meghan Markle. That was obviously a lot of controversy in that interview and stuff like that. I looked at the TV and said, I'm going to be hanging with you, Oprah, and I'm going to talk to Meghan, too. You know, and another person, I'll just throw this out. I mean, we could keep talking because you girls are awesome and I love you. So, but I'm going to stop for a moment. Um, is a woman named Julia Hart. I don't know if you ever heard of Julia Hart or not. She actually was part of the Orthodox community and she redid her entire life. She's, there's a show on Netflix that is called Unorthodox. I'm probably saying this incorrectly because I can't remember the exact title. And she's another person, I think, not that I think, we, the three of us, need to have a conversation with her about how she, in this Orthodox Jewish community in Muncie, New York, she left the community and built an empire with Elite Magazine and what she's doing now. It's insane. It's insane. Julia Hart, yeah, check her out. But back to Oprah, I'm available. Hey, I'm, I'm a empty nester, so I can just, I can just be on a plane in a, in a minute's notice. Just let me know. And the way they left it is um, they just said, we had to put this on the burner. We'll let you know if it, if it comes back up. So it was literally like I was taken up here and then it got dropped. And I was like, oh. okay, I trust in divine timing though. So it's absolutely what I said. Enough time though, Jessica. I know you trust in divine timing. I need to get to the airport. I need to okay. get there. It takes about 17 hours or something. So I need at least, at least 48 hours so that I can know, please. So don't tell me on the morning. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I can't wait till this actually happens. And I find it interesting, Josette, that it was the day that you were supposed to speak to me. So I feel <laughs> that that Oprah and uh, we're like this because it was the day that you were supposed to come on to speak to us. So namaste, anyway. Wow. I just can't believe this conversation was just so incredible. And I just, you know, you guys, I love you. And just keep doing the work you do because you both rock. You're amazing. And Thank yeah. And can you remember to save this video so and don't yeah. so can show it to Josette to remind her what she's agreed on? <laughs> well, I hope you have a great rest of the day. I love you guys too. Thank and you so are. much for bringing us together. It's never going to be heart, is it? Come my heart is to your heart and share to every community that you got out there, specifically to Oprah. <laughs> throw this heart because I'm going to throw this to Julia because I want to meet Julia. She's my, my next you know, person. I can't wait to see both of you in person and just hang out and have a wonderful conversation with Oprah. All right, guys. Have a good rest of the day. My heart. Bye. My heart. Bye. Bye. Have a good afternoon. Have a good night, Effie. Bye.